Good afternoon, nerds. Welcome back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome back to Blake's Book Club. Today we're talking Voyager chapter 27, Up in Flames. And uh, on a personal note, actually, today is my son's eighth birthday, um, which is wild. <laughs> when we first started Outland Outlander Cast, Mary and I, uh, my son was just over a year and a few months um which is crazy and now he's eight <laughs> wow holy smokes so it goes to show you how long we've been doing outlander cast and how long we've been facilitating this community with all of us all of us together it, it it's like a marker i'm sure a lot of you um listened to outlander cast when our daughter was born yeah, she's going to be turning six. <laughs> Think of that. For those of you who have been around for the entire time, my, da my daughter, the one who was born <laughs> on the uh, season 1B, was it 1B? I think it was 1B finale. Yeah, we watched it <laughs> in the hospital on our iPad. Uh, she's going to be turning six, which is crazy at the end of May. But my son today turns five. I'm sorry, five, eight. And uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of cool stuff. But anyway, today we're talking about chapter 27, Up in Flames. And a chapter that starts off uh, relatively slowly and methodically. Um, and it, it, it shows you... Uh, the world, again, that Claire and Jamie are in. We're going to get some better food from a nice tavern. And it shows you how complicated Jamie's life really is. I mean, really complicated right now between his acts of sedition, his smuggling business, the printing press business, uh, just being generally who he is. The guy's got 80 different names and he's trying to bring Claire up to speed on all of the different names. And when I say this, you're this. When I say that, you're that. And, you know, you, you can only be each other with each other. Which, you know, it, a lot of this book is speaking to identity. And where you stand in that identity with other people and yourself in particular. And this chapter really hones in on this uh, notion of finding out who you are, existing as who you are, when you are, and where you are, how they all play off of each other. And in particular, I love the name of the title of this chapter, Up in Flames, because it works on so many different levels. For this chapter. Um, yeah, obviously it's referring to the print shop and how that, you know, is a, a set ablaze by a sailor who is looking for seditious papers. So that's obviously a, a clear reference to it, the, the title of this chapter. But a lot of this chapter has to do with um, letting go of. I don't want to say preconceived notions um, because I, I don't think that's right. But there's a very telling sequence between Ian and Jamie 
when Jamie is saying, I've given up everything. And you guys have taken all the profits of Lally Brock and all that other stuff. Um, and I don't know if Jamie resents Jenny and Ian for what has gone on. I don't, and he's given up everything. He's given up Lally Brock. He's given up his life. He went to jail for, for them so that they could be safe. Um, you know, it's just a... I like how it's out on the table now between the two. Um, you know, again, I don't know if, if Jamie resents Jenny and Ian. I think people um ian is upset because jamie gets involved in politics what are you doing what you know that there's nothing good coming out of this why are you involving yourself in politics like this um he's lost and, and jamie gets pissed like screw you dude i've given up everything i've given up my land i've given up my freedom i've given up my wife all for Everybody, everybody else except me. Uh, and I like that Claire recognizes um, that Jamie has done all of this in the, in the past 20 years while she's been gone. Life has been hard. So when I, and, and then I, I also get to the idea that Claire finally learns about Jamie too, about all of his seditious acts and the how Tom, I love this line of, uh, the English took my sword and dirk away, but Tom Gage put a weapon into my hands again, and I think I shall not lay it down. Um, that's an, an, inc an incredible line. Uh, it's obviously well written, and I can I can just feel it getting being delivered by Jamie. You know, someone who is immensely proud, and someone who is. <sighs> who has given everything up and he finally gets something that he can have with verve and uh, use his intellect and use his, you know, he's, he's been so busy using his might and his brawn uh, for so long. And now he can use his intellect in ways that perhaps he wasn't able to, or perhaps in ways that his body won't let him do anymore. I, I just, I like this notion. And, having Claire see all of this, the, the, the actual truth, uh, and having the actual truth laid out between, um, between Ian and Jamie. And, and maybe it was said in anger, the whole, you know, I gave everything up for you. And, um, you know, and people do say stuff when they're angry, <laughs> right? Uh, I know I've done it. Uh, and it's, and I always like struggle with this because people say things when they're angry and you don't mean it. But is there a part of you that really does? Because if you didn't really mean it and you didn't really believe it, then why wouldn't you, why would it even be in your brain at all? And if it isn't in your brain, then why, how would, how would it be brought up? So it has to be there. You have to have some recognition of, of at least the smallest kernel of belief, some the smallest kernel of truth in that belief. So again, I ask the question, 
is Jamie resentful of Ian and Jenny for all the things that he's given up. And maybe it's not as true as I'm making it out to be, but is there a kernel of truth there? 